The infinity stones create what you experience as the flow of time. Remove one of the stones, and that flow splits. Now, this may benefit your reality, but my new one, not so much. In this new branch reality, without our chief weapon against the forces of darkness, our world would be overrun. Millions will suffer. But tell me, Doctor, can your science prevent all that? No. But we can erase it. Because once we're done with the stones, we can return each one to its own timeline at the moment it was taken. So, chronologically, in that reality, it never left. Yes, but you're leaving out the most important part. In order to return the stones, you have to survive. Popheads and welcome to issue 114 of the TomCast podcast, coming to you once again from the friendly confines of the Tom Cave. My name is Tom. Thank you so very much to or for listening to this quality independent podcast. Please be sure you're following us on the social medias. We're at TomCast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. And finally, you can join Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast. You get to hang out with super cool members like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman at Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail, co-host of The Ringing Ear. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles. Squidmaster General himself, Mr. Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Thank you for being Patreons. And as, as patrons, I hope you're enjoying sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content, extra shows, videos, all kinds of fun stuff. I hope you're enjoying those. Take advantage of it by becoming a member of Pophead Nation. And finally, uh, but please subscribe to the show. Subscribe, like, share the show with all your friends. If you're doing that Apple podcast thing, give us those five-star reviews. They go a really, really long way to spreading the word about what we're doing here on the TomCast podcast and the fun time that we're having. So we have a fairly uh, big show. In, in the sense that uh, we got a lot, a few topics, but lots to get into. Uh, there's going to be some real meat on the bone of this podcast. And uh, joining me once again this week will be our good friend from the Come On, It's Still Good podcast, Mr. Reagan, will be here. And we are going to break it all down and get into the nitties and the gritties because that's what we do best here on the TomCast podcast. Uh, I hope everyone's staying safe. And, you know, we're, we're in the dog days of summer and it seems like a lot of people are getting uh, fed up with their COVID restrictions and, and not being able to do a lot of things. I, I ventured out into the world a little bit myself today and uh, was sort of surprised by the amount of people and their sort of uh, callousness as, as it came to social distancing and, and giving people their space in, in these sort of things. And I'd seen little glimpses of this at work, but to kind of go out and be around people uh, in, a, in a way that I hadn't been in a, in a little while outside of my work environs uh, was was difficult was difficult for me I, I was processing that and not having a very good time with it uh, so I hope you guys are all staying safe keep masking up I know it's it's super inconvenient it's not a lot of fun but just do what we got to do because I, I don't can't speak for the rest of the country where you guys are where, where where everyone's listening at but here in San Diego we're on the verge we're on the verge of getting all getting shut down again and I can only imagine it's because you know, People are just aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. So let's all work on this together. Let's all do our part so that great businesses like Tiger Tiger here in San Diego, which is shutting its door because of COVID-19, but we don't want to see more businesses follow that path. Um, the, the Tiger Tiger news was very, very sad to me. If you know me personally, odds are you've had a beer with me at Tiger Tiger. So uh, it, it was very distressing news, very upsetting news. Uh, find out one of my favorite local establishments is closing down and we definitely don't we want to make sure that that does not happen to our other favorite places not just here in san diego but across the country so do what you have to do you know or do what you're supposed to do wear the masks stay six feet apart trying to go out in groups you know 
Anyways, I'm gonna get off the, I'm gonna get off that soapbox because we're gonna dive into the podcast now. Again, I thank you all for so much for listening. We're gonna connect with Reagan. We're gonna get into some serious podcast news. So do what you're supposed to do on this podcast, which is buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Cause it's gonna be a bumpy ride. Alright, enjoy. I'll talk to you guys on the other side of the conversation. Engage. All right, joining me now via the Skype. We are joined by the by the host, the undefeated host of Come On, It's Still Good, right. a movie podcast uh, that is filled with nostalgia and good times. This is Reagan. Reagan, how are you? I'm good, my friend. Thanks for having me back. You have your title belt Still on. Undefeated. Still undefeated. Always. You guys, Still undefeated. You guys just dropped the episode uh, where you... Went back and revisited. Can't hardly, hardly, can't hardly wait. And uh, that was a that, that was a, a listening experience for me, at least. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, if that music movie didn't have such a good soundtrack, I don't know if I'd be undefeated anymore. <laughs> but that soundtrack takes me back to a simpler time in life. Sure, sure. I I, yeah. I listened to the episode, and when you said that, I I I distinctly had a memory. Like I flashed back. And I don't, I don't know if it was 98, 99, somewhere around there, when, when all of us as a group came out of seeing uh, American Pie 2. And I'm pretty sure I looked at you and I said, every song in that movie is in a CD in my car. <laughs> and yeah. Was that two or one? It, it was definitely in two, mostly in one. Th- those yeah. soundtracks were very I, much... I remember you talking about <laughs> seeing... You went and saw one, I think, with Mark... Yeah, we, we got invited. And talked about how pumped you were for this band called Blink-182. <laughs> my, my brother and I got to go to like a, like a test screening of, of the first American Pie movie. <laughs> but I think uh, en masse, as a, as a group of friends, we all went and saw two together, like, like opening weekend sure, or whatever. Sure, how could that go wrong? How could that go wrong? You know, everyone was in love with Tara Reid. Like, what could you do? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean... You know, wait till the Van Wilder episode of my podcast. Ooh, ooh! I, I actually, I can't. Uh, I can't. But listen, we're here. We're here. We're doing double duty today. We're we're recording for both the Tomcast podcast and Mandovision. That's right. First I mean, guest on Mandovision. Very excited about it. Right. I mean, well, I mean, you are my 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 vote, my bucket brother. Oh, you get it. Well, thank you. I know. <laughs> I've missed that timeline so badly. Oh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. But listen, yeah. we we let's let's uh let's let's dive into <laughs> like popcast stuff first. Yeah, all like, right, pop it up. Big doings going on in the world, but but let's kind of pick up where we left off last week. You and I all have right. watched the first three episodes of The Boys. We have since watched episode four. Yes. Episode episode four. I've kind of dubbed it like the road trip. What what did you think of the, the road trip episode of the boys? Uh, I loved Huey and Mother like getting to know more about like Mother's Milk. Yeah, yeah. And I, I loved that whole aspect of like the diners, like everything that happened in the diner. I thought was great. And, and even him even him connecting away. with Starlight was was you know Mother's Milk yeah. and Starlight kind of having that little private conversation. To get to know each other a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. About uh, uh, fathers and sugar. Yes, yes. Which I, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, Homelander shit gets gets creepier. <laughs> yes. Oh, like if, if at all, dude. If, like at all possible. If you know the, <laughs> I think it's almost at the beginning of the episode where he goes to the cabin and you see yeah. Elizabeth Shue's character. Uh. uh Whose name like, I cannot remember to save my life. The one Ma- Madeline Sitwell. Thank you, Madeline Sitwell, and it, who we know he killed at the end of season one. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then it just gets so twisted. <laughs> it's so twisted. I really just thought she was a clone or like a robot with like fake skin, <laughs> or he's hallucinating. I forgot all about that other character. <laughs> I did too. And spoiler alert, <laughs> it's so fucked up. Yeah. Oh man, and then it gets that that storyline in this particular episode gets so much more twisted as it plays out. I don't even know if we want to go go into that, just because it's like the psychological ramifications of what's occurring on the screen are just mind blowing. Oh, horror! He, he's banging him, right? 
as Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. So, like how? Because like, I, I, I tend oh, to I, think I not because. Yeah, I don't think that's something that he does. Like, 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 uh, physical expression of emotion and is not Homelander's bag. I don't think sex is something that he's interested in at all. He's backed up. Maybe that's why he's such a dick. Possibly, possibly, but like, I mean, clearly he has mother issues. He has parental issues, um, and, and massive ego issues as well. Because we yeah. also dive more into like the the whole paradigm, the whole struggle between him and Stormfront, who we learn more about due to Huey and Mother Milk's and Starlight's journey to the South. That oh wait, she may not be who the fuck we think she is. Now, is that from the comic? That is not from the comic. Oh, okay. That was going to be my my first question. I was like, was she so, – or he in the comic, someone else. But no, he was just like a Nazi experiment, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of like what I told you last week. I mean, a lot of the characters uh, yeah. it, it, that are the seven, that are like the superheroes, quote-unquote, of, of the world of the boys, uh, it, it's very shallow. There's not a lot of depth and complexity to all of them. The TV show is doing a much better job at kind of expanding and putting actual personalities and actual characters, character traits and, and characteristics into these people. So finding out there's a connection in that that Stormfront is much more than we think she is it was kind of a, a a shock or a revelation, but also very exciting, especially with the way yeah, she I'm talks sure. to Homelander about like you have you know he's talking about his Q ratings and and his fandom and she's His talking demo. About, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and she's talking about like the loyal soldiers she now has her and her and who are following her who would fight and die for her she's like what's more important I mean, <laughs> that's fucking gripping stuff it, yeah it it was all very interesting and once again still mad it was only one episode last week i know and and you know the new episode drops for us tomorrow so i mean we'll be back revisiting this again later <laughs> yeah i'm I'm very excited about that. Although I don't agree with the people who are like review bombing the boys. Like, I don't know if you've seen that. Like they're giving it negative reviews because they're only getting one a week. I noticed that uh, when you when you pull up a new episode, like like last week when I pulled up the new episode. I mean, if you look at it, and, and Amazon owns IMDb and all these different things. So when you pull it up, it has like two stars. Per episode, yeah, basically, it's like because... two, two point three, or okay. Yeah. So, so that's what's going on. They're doing that intentionally. Yeah, uh, the the the, the showrunner came out and was like, "I get you guys are upset, but I don't understand why you'd hurt something you love." And I was like, "Come on, man, you get why they're doing it." Yeah, people <laughs> like, are dicks. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, but I'm I like don't negative review it because the first four episodes are great, and all of season one is fantastic. I want more seasons. Don't be mean to it, or it might go away. I mean, we could do a whole show about about the the toxicity running through fandom, uh, and we probably will at some point because yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of things to get, dive into there. And one of the things we're going to talk about later on on this podcast and on Mandavision will probably cross over with toxic fandom <laughs> because I think Star Wars is rife with it. A hundred. Billion percent, which is which is just so sad because I mean I feel like Star Wars is what brought us all to the table, and now it's like the thing that's dividing us all too. But for another time, uh, well, make better. You know, those last two new movies could be better. Oh, for sure. So yeah. let, let, let me let me ask you one more question about the boys. Yeah, uh, let, let's Go talk. Ahead. Let's talk about Butcher breaking into the compound. He finds the compound where his wife is at and and her child's at, and he's making plans with her for her escape. Listen, <laughs> Butcher gets in that compound pretty easily, right? Like, I mean, he just throws a rope oh, over yeah. the fence. I get it that maybe that's not like the crux of the story is how he gets in, but I mean, come on, yeah. Vought, you should have some I sensors thought... on those fences, uh, or you know, a, a camera at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that Butcher's storyline I thought was interesting because like there's the, the the whole thing with he and his wife reconnecting and making the plans and, and trying to kind of resume their lives. Uh, but his wife, Becca, am I wrong? Becca, yeah. Yeah. Uh, realizing who Billy Butcher is. Uh-huh. And that he can't just pick He's up. He's through his bullshit. Yeah. Can't just pick up where he left off. 
the her child with Homelander is persona non grata and will eventually be disposed of by Billy Butcher. Yeah. I, I love when she calls him on it. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> exactly. It's a really great episode. And like I said, uh, it, it, it's kind of shocking. Uh, now that you've put a little more context into it with the people that are negative bombing it uh, on IMDb and on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that, it makes more sense why why the you know when it shows up with like two stars or whatever, you're like, oh, man. But that's a fucking crazy episode. Like, it, it's pretty emotionally complex as it's dealing with oh, all these characters' yeah. relationships. You know, and you get into like more Huey and Starlight stuff, and and, and it's it, it is an emotional roller coaster that episode for relationships. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't even get into the deep stuff where they're picking a wife for him. No, we haven't talked about that because that was so weird and like, creepy that I wasn't even yeah, sure how to bring it up. Yeah, that's I, I was like, what what kind of cult are you in, deep? <laughs> Though, was it shocking to see that he wanted to be with the freaky sex chick? Oh, duh. Like, everyone was like, yeah, pick that chick. That's going to be awesome. And they're like, no, no, no. You're going to be with the girl who wants to be buried alive with you. <laughs> yeah. So that's romantic. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's oh. how we all want it. The woman who defines love by being buried alive together. Hmm. Question mark? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I don't know, Rig. I, this this I season know, is man. dark and twisted and... and According to, to to some of the cast who are posting on social media, uh, tomorrow will get even more so. <laughs> oh, see, I've been wait. trying to avoid that. Like all their social medias, news about future episodes. Like someone put an article about Frenchie and the female about like where they're going to go this season. I was like, who would read this right now? <laughs> I'll come back in three weeks and read this. You know, that, that's – that's one of the few relationships in the, in the show that I'm I'm slightly concerned about because uh, in in the comic book it's very it's a very uh, platonic and mutually I don't know uh, respectful sort of relationship they just have this dynamic that's like asexual in, in a sense I'm concerned mm -hmm. that it may go in a different direction on the show already yeah I was like it's I mean she's never really showed any interest in Frenchie that way right, she's right. very asexual towards French it's the I don't know, Pepe Le Punis? I don't know. No, when he made that that, that drunken high as a kite pass at her last week, yeah. I was like, oh boy, yeah. this this can't go well. Yeah. I, I, I just want female to be happy. Well, listen. I also want Frenchie to be happy. It, the, so far, I mean, we're four episodes in the show. I think the show season two has been phenomenal. It, oh, it, absolutely. It, it sucks we're getting like these little teaspoons every Friday of it, but yeah. on the whole, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, so am I. So am I. It's I want it so badly. Like I would have benched it all the first weekend and then rewatched it again the next weekend with my wife. Yeah, and then probably watched it a third time by now. But. <laughs> no, I, I I definitely agree with you on that. It's it's been a real treat. Is a nice uh, September tr miracle. <laughs> wish it was more, more than ten episodes. Also, like I wish it would go out to thirteen. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's not get greedy. Let's not get greedy, buddy. The heart wants what the heart wants, That's man. True. All right. Well, listen, let's talk about something we haven't been able to talk about in so long because of this COVID-19 pandemic world where we are forced to live in. And it's one of our favorite to topics. Movies. It's one of our favorite topics on the TomCast podcast. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because big I'm... things are afoot, my friend. Big things, and and the one I, I got Widow got a release date. I'm springing something on you right now. This was just announced before we started recording the podcast. Interested? Are you Dr. ready? Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom. Go, Tatiana Maslany, <laughs> Tatiana Maslany. Oh, uh, remember uh -huh, from Orphan uh -huh. Black? Orphan Black. She's playing Big Jen fan. Walters slash the She Hulk in the Disney Plus series. Oh, is she? Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. It's, it's. I saw they just really announced like exciting. a director and stuff, or a, a right head showrunner or something yesterday. Producer. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I was like, oh, I wonder who they're going to get to play She-Hulk. So, what? so excited for that. Now is, you. She's going to be green the whole time. Well, it 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 depends on what psycho psychology they decide to go for, uh, with the character in this one. Uh, because in the comics, Jen Jen is 
famously green all the time uh, to make up for like psychological inadequacies she perceives about herself. But that that's kind of the question of like what will happen with the show. Like we don't know yet. We don't know what version of She Hulk we're gonna get necessarily. Yeah. It's it's rare that she's the uh kind of like the savage She Hulk, you know, like brainless, just r- ripping shit apart. Jen Jen Walters has almost always been in control of herself. Yeah, isn't she like a lawyer? Or... Yep. I'm not that up on She Hulk. I know she's green all the time in the comic. She is a and, lawyer, and like she and like she could talk, and she, you know, she's like a. Bruce Banner and uh, Endgame. Yeah, she no, she yeah, she's pretty savvy almost all the time. And, and like you said earlier, uh, it's been confirmed that that Cat Coiro will direct and produce the She Hulk series, which is going to be be, be penned by uh, Jessica Gao, who has written for Rick and Morty. Mm. And it's still rumored that uh, Mark Ruffalo will will pop into the show as her cousin Bruce Banner because there is a familial connection. Yeah. Well, that's how she she got like a transfusion from him. Blood transfusion from Bruce Banner. Yeah. Yes. I right. don't know if that's how they'll keep it the same. No, not sure about that either. But uh, that you know that it's a possibility. Why not? Let's just go. Like, you know, we're on Disney Plus. Let's go for the weird. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Also, like, are they keeping the Ed Norton story from uh from Hulk? Is that? I it's mean, technically MCU. That's technically MCU. Yeah. It's the second film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe after Iron yeah. Man in 2008. And um, they still have... Oh, what the, what the fuck is the military guy's name? Oh, uh, uh, General... Uh, what's his name? Ross, right? Yeah, Hulkbuster. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, he was in Endgame. Or Infinity War, not Endgame. He probably got snapped out. Yes. Yeah, well, he he's a big he was a bigger part in Civil War because he was helping bring apart yeah. the uh, the Sokovia Protocols. The Accords, yeah, yeah, Accords, yeah. They call them the Accords. You're right. Damn you! Don't one up me on my own show, Reagan. I'll I'll fire you right now. Undefeated, baby. That's why. <laughs> That's how you do it. The Sokovia Accords. Yes, yes, yes. You are correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it uh, exciting news because uh, you know, we had heard the the She Hulk show was a go, but now that everything's kind of slowly resuming production. We're getting some really big news, and 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 Tatiana Maslany, I think that's a huge get. That's a good part for her, I think. It, huge get, great actress. Mm-hmm. She's hot. Great off. actress. She, I don't, I don't know if you watched it. She was just on the Perry Mason's show on HBO. It's. I had no interest in that show, but I heard she was <laughs> on it, and I was like, oh, if when I get HBO again in the future, I'll definitely just binge the shit out of that. And Barry at the same time, and then move on. Oh, oh Barry, that that's another show that deserves its own podcast. I'll be honest, right there. But uh, uh, no, Perry I Mason. It's it's funny because I would tell people I was watching Perry Mason. And they're like they're like, you mean that lawyer show from when our parents were kids? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's different. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it stars uh, uh, the guy from the Americans, Ma- Matthew right? Reese from the Americans, who's yeah. who's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he was great in the Americans. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that... his fault. I stopped watching. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? It's I stopped watching season three, the episode Tony Kornheiser's in for it one second. That's the last episode I've seen of the Americans. Oh, you should finish it. That show was one of my, it's one one of my favorites. One day I'll go back to it. It was one of my favorites. But it's like, it just seemed they were always almost getting caught and then they get away. And then like they started focusing on the daughter a lot. And I was like, oh, the Russians got to take her out and just, oh, by your face. No, oh, does she get good? Does she become Black Widow? You gotta wait. I'd be, I'd be for that too. You gotta wait. All right, and especially, especially I'll once, go back to the Americans. Especially once Noah Emmerich figures out that his neighbors across the street are KGB sleeper agents. Oh, he finally figures that shit out. Oh yeah. All right, I'll go back to it. <laughs> I'm not watching the ones I watched before. I'm starting right after the Tony episode. <laughs> Fair enough. But I'm just saying, Matthew Reese and Tatiana Maslany was reason enough for me to watch Perry Mason on HBO, and I really enjoyed it. It was eight episodes. It was really strong TV. Really enjoyed it. Well, I'll check it out. Good That's cast. I want to check out. A good cast. And and produced by Iron Man himself, Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. Oh, okay. Does he show up in it? Actually, he doesn't. I was kind of surprised he didn't like cameo somewhere at some point as like a random <laughs> dude in the background or whatever. Or is like Tony Stark's great great grandfather? Who you know? I don't know. What if what if they tie yeah, Iron Man and Perry Mason universes together? 
<laughs> I don't know how that would work. I just melted your brain. I saw it. You did. I was trying to think because like, isn't doesn't it take place in like the fifties? It's like noir. This is like the thirties. This is uh, the thirties. Yeah, it's kind of like a prohibition of America. And to Peggy Carter somehow, and then you could at least get Howard Stark involved. Now you can get this is like Howard Stark's dad. No, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Pop Stark. Twelve year old Howard Stark shows up in this show. It's crazy. Well, no one wants that. <laughs> well, listen, uh, the the She Hulk news is exciting. I'm really pumped up about this. But there is even bigger Marvel Cinematic Universe news, and, and not just for the Disney Plus. I mean, we're talking about like the Marvel, the MCU itself proper. Uh, which is the announcement that in Iron Man, or sorry, not Iron Man, Ant Man three. That's big news. We will be featuring the debut of King the Conqueror. What? That was true. Fantastic Four. Like, is this how they're going to get the Fantastic Four? So this is my question to you: Is this how they're going to get the Fantastic Four in here? Because Kang is is a probably is a Fantastic Four character. He was part of the package that was with Fox Studios when they owned the Fantastic Four rights. And uh, um, so the, the the question begs itself: Will this be introducing Kang? Is this the backdoor way to introduce the Fantastic Four? Well, I was reading about him when you said we were going to talk about him because honestly. I knew the name and what he looked like, but mm-hmm. I've never read the comic or because like if it's if it's not Doctor Doom comic, I'm not interested. Fantastic Four. Fair enough. I, I hear you. Them. I hear you. And I, I've read that he he's a descendant of Reed Richards, he's, or he claims to be he, a descendant of Reed. He Richards. He claims to be Nathaniel Richards, a, a a descendant of Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. That is correct. That's awesome. But but Kang has a very complicated uh, time warped history as well and uh just for, for the record uh he will be played by jonathan majors who is on another favorite show of this podcast which is lovecraft country on hbo and he's absolutely mm-hmm. killing it on that show he, he he was also in um the blood five on netflix i know but and i haven't he, watched that yet i've only watched lovecraft country very so good far. good very That's good, good good to hear chadwick Ch- boseman's last movie yeah, and he's he's great in it. Not in it enough, but it's understandable. Okay. Yeah. But like all all the performances are great, and it takes a turn that you don't like. You don't think it's going to. Okay. <laughs> it's good. I I really enjoyed it. That's good. That's good. Because I I thought it was just going to be like old guys remembering their past, but it's not type of movie. More complicated. No. Much more. Good. Well, listen, I mean, the, the introduction of Kang, I mean, this is not to be un, under underplayed at all. I mean, this is not just an introduction to potentially bringing the Fantastic Four into the MCU. Uh, but but Kang's, like, big-time serious threat. I mean, like, this could be the next Thanos, basically, of, of the next couple phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, but also potentially... So much more, be, like, like everything could spin out of this character arriving because he's based in time travel, in the future, in manipulation of time, and we saw that the Avengers fucked up the timeline pretty bad in Endgame, and this could well, be an exact uh, a consequence or a, re- a repercussion of their their dalliances in time. Yeah, like what if they just you know left a door open with all their time traveling? That this weird guy from the future could come in through. Well, we 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 now have the multiverse because of the End Game. We also now have uh, because of Ant Man. We have we have the quantum universe. You know the the. Have they confirmed the multiverse? Sort of. I think. I mean, it was kind of like a psych out in a movie. I think we're gonna get more of that once we finally get the Wandavision show. I think that's gonna start to explain something, and the Loki show as well. I think these are two shows that Uh are gonna be kind of uh, crucial. As we move forward with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, I think those two may act as like as like a bridge almost to Ant Man three and the introduction of Kang, and and again like we like we said we have the 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 wonderful actor from from Lovecraft Country taking over that part, but Kang as a time traveler could be anybody in different iterations, and the the Iron Man or I'm sorry the Ant Man connection uh, is the teenage version of Kang that comes back in time, and joins up with Cassie Lang to become the Young Avengers as uh, Iron Lad. With his own set of Iron Man armors. Oh, oh that's 
That see, they could do a lot of interesting stuff. Like it, it, I, I right? only scratched the surface on the Marvel page. No, reading no, no. It. Like, like, like go, going through King's Wikipedia page is a fucking chore because yeah. he has so uh, many different iterations. There was a lot, and so many different timelines that he's affected through his actions. So yeah, I'm just kind of gravitating towards the one that kind of seems to make some sense because we get we got a teenage Cassie Lang in Endgame. Uh, the Kate Bishop Hawkeye show is happening on Disney Plus. These are all co-stars of Young Avengers with a, a teenage Kang the Conqueror in an, in his Iron Lad costume. Before uh, anyone knew he was cast. <laughs> you don't think they'd bring like the the a woman Iron Man in like they did? I don't I don't know if the the Riri character female Re- Iron Man. Yeah, Riri uh, Riri Williams. And that, yeah. was, that was my first thought, honestly. But they may be trying to play more off the Morgan Stark, daughter of Tony Stark character. So, natural conflict. Now, now granted, like I said, we, we have a, a full-grown adult male actor playing Kang in, in, in Ant-Man 3. But you have multiple iterations of this character available to you once you introduce him. I would love it if they would just switch out actors for, like, the first two movies or two or three movies. Like, another big-name actor... <laughs> And then another big name. And then when they finally defeat him in like phase five or, or the end of phase four, whenever it is, yeah, right. you can go back to which, I, you know, or it could be all of them at the same time. <laughs> it could be. It's I mean, just being, uh, dude, there, there's so much an to army kind of, of Kangs. There, there's so much to get into uh, with, with King. I mean, like, uh, you know, at one point he uh, was a, a pharaoh in Egypt. He was a, a mentor to uh, yeah, Apocalypse at one point. I mean, like 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 Kang's influence throughout the Marvel comic book universe is wait he was a mentor to Apocalypse you said yes yes all right so that's how they're gonna get the X Men in there all right go very ahead. very possibly like, like Kang might be the linchpin to the Fantastic Four and the X Men joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe which gets you to your favorite which is Doctor Doom yeah as like, as long as Doctor Doom gets in this goddamn universe somewhere and he's and he's played by a handsome guy and they have him in the costume the whole time or 99% of the time because he's <laughs> upset about how he looks. Right. But like you got to show him with the one tiny scar on the cheek. Oh, you want, you and want then, that, you want that version, huh? The one scar. Yeah. Like the tiny the one, flaw. The tiniest little scar. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a freak. But you know, he's still hot underneath. Like, you know, you get it. <laughs> so hot, but permanently impotent because of it. <laughs> you don't know that. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? That was said to ruffle your feathers. I I apologize the, to no one. Yeah, that one woman who was like his henchwoman. Oh my I'm God. sure they got down. She was a robot. You know that. Come on. I'm <laughs> sure she was fully functional. Was she Commander Data? Dr. Doom's not. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure he had a couple Commander Datas running around that island. He never, <laughs> that country never let anybody see. So so, so since we're talking about the Fantastic Four, let me let me kind of ask you about this. Uh, obviously, Kang could be a doorway to, to many multiple characters, uh, specifically Doctor Doom and the Fantastic Four. Do you think there's a version of the MCU where they could possibly... We could, we could actually possibly find out that the Fantastic Four existed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before all the other characters. Like, they've been lost in the quantum realm since, like, the 50s or 60s or something like that. Like, and maybe Hank Pym is the one who knows who they are. And then they show up in modern-day times. Wouldn't, wouldn't other, like, other people... I guess if they were a secret, like, government experiment or something, like, you know, or a government accident that gave them their powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could see that, but but Hank, it's, it's a good secret to keep for a long time. Well, my, my thought was was that if you do something like that, where the Fantastic Four have been lost, kind of in the quantum realm, like much like the way that uh, that Hank's wife was, um, yeah, this might be a fun bridge to bring in and introduce one of the, one of everyone's favorite Marvel storylines, which is Secret Wars, and like they've actually been fighting a secret war in the quantum realm that no one's known about for. You know, the last forty or fifty years or whatever. Is that is that one where where the heroes were replaced by aliens? That's the one where they all get transported to an alien planet to do combat with each other, and where, okay. where Spider Man gets first gets the Venom costume and and, and and things like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm wildly speculating at this point, but I mean, uh, it, uh, down you're bring, for you're bringing Kang in. I mean, why not? Let's just go for the jugular. And I kind of like the idea of the Fantastic Four being this concept that 
did exist already because they are kind of quaint in a lot of ways. So like, like, why try to like modernize them? It might be more fun to do a fish out of water story with them. I, I would like that because also we we don't. I don't really want to go do their backstory again. We've seen it. We've seen it too many times. We've seen it twice. Yeah. They, they didn't go over well either you know, time. They got lost in a conflict with Doctor Doom, and they've been gone for forty years. And then we get introduced to a, 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 a Latveria that's been missing its ruler for forty years, and Doom showing up and being like, "Hey, by the way, I'm still in charge. Fuck off." I mean, oh, I can't wait to watch him murder whoever the king is. There. Yeah, I think it, I think it, it it shows a lot of potential to kind of bring in the Fantastic Four that way. Now, granted, I'm. Whatever. I mean, you know, Kevin Feige and Marvel are going to do what they're going to do, and I, I bet it would be really good and entertaining no matter what. I'm just kind of throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. I like it. Like, I'd watch <laughs> the shit out of that. I'd be like, yeah, Fantastic Four rule. All right. Well, that's at least that's at least two movie tickets right there. So if that doesn't convince them, I don't know yeah. what will. <laughs> well, all right. Here's the real test. That movie opens in theaters tomorrow. Are you going to go see it? Can I wear like the uh, the the Heisenberg uh, you know biohazard suit from from Breaking Bad? Sure. <laughs> Listen, I gotta I gotta tell Hold you on. something. I really enjoyed uh, recently on your podcast where uh, your brother, my my uh, my other friend Ryan, was giving you a really hard time about all your outdoor activities, <laughs> going to malls and getting haircuts and going to Chinese buffets and stuff like that. <laughs> It was a Korean barbecue all you could eat. <laughs> but yes, I got shamed. So unnecessarily. It was funny timing because I decided to, that today, uh being Friday or no sorry, Thursday, September seventeenth, I would venture out into the world to do something I haven't done since since the pandemic started, and that was go to Costco. <laughs> you haven't been to Costco? No. I've I've luckily been able to uh convince my wife to go and run that errand for me so I don't have to. <laughs> But I ventured out today because I someone finally told me that, hey, by the way, and uh, this person might have been Roger, co-host of this podcast <laughs> on occasion. Uh, there's beer on sale, huh? Well, he, he might have mentioned that, hey, by the way, they have that Mandalorian cereal in stock. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have gone out and grabbed a box or two of that. <laughs> but I was not pleased with how many people were in my immediate vicinity. It was uncomfortable at best. <laughs> I, I just want to say for the people at home I'm not going out all the time <laughs> you're maskless you're shirtless you're shoeless you're all the bad yeah, things uh, that's how I party <laughs> no I'm always in my Joker mask 1989 Joker mask all the time gotcha gotcha and I my wife and I when there's not a pandemic try and stay away from people like there is so <laughs> we're double that now. I got like you. Like so, you know. But I, if you listen to the podcast, I did go get that Slurpee after my haircut, and it was delicious. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and I almost got one today, but the machine was broken, so it just came out like liquid Mountain Dew, Boo. and I didn't want that that time. Nobody wants that. So, well, no, Mountain Dew is delicious. Like, let's not get crazy on this podcast. But I just wanted a frozen Mountain Dew. So, uh, in, in order to be uh, fair and equal, you know, we have to talk about about we have to talk about PlayStation Five, Reagan. Did you hear? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Did you hear they tried to melt the internet today? Yeah, I, I actually clicked on it because there was an article given, like, uh, you know, breakdown between Xbox. And PlayStation Five like prices and storage and stuff, so I clicked on that. They have a digital version for four hundred dollars. Yes, sir, they do. Much like the Xbox. What the fuck is that? As, as, like as, I the, felt like a dinosaur reading that. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, they they have a digital version, much like like Xbox does. But what I was specifically referring to was they had this big presser today where they they announced a bunch of the games and like the seventy five million games they're going to release. When PlayStation Five drops, uh, but then they decided to like have the internet melt down because all the retailers uh, decided to start doing the presale at that exact moment in time, with no oh. forewarning. Like Walmart threw it up, and then all of a sudden Amazon and GameStop and Best Buy threw it all up at the same time, and uh, everyone decided to rush to the internet and get nothing for their efforts. This doesn't come out for like. Two, two months, right? Yeah, November. November. Yeah, I. Is there a reason? I. 
to get your pre-order that second? You know, there's always going to be those people, and, and I am amongst them for some things, but nothing that costs that much money where I would have to have the, be the first to have it. I'm trying to think there's anything where I'm like, oh, I got to go out there and get that right now. No, I'm happy to wait personally. I mean, PlayStation Xbox aside, either way, like I'm not, I, I doubt I'm, I'm, I'm not their target audience for a day one consumer. That's not me. That's not my jam. Yeah. But I wanted to put it out well, there since we talked about Xbox, and I suspect there's a fair yeah. amount of listeners who are PlayStation fans as well. Yeah, I mean, so, I did Sony's click on the article to read, read about it, and I was like, I, I don't, I want to read more about their digital system because I don't understand how that's how that works. <laughs> Yeah, and I want to know. Well, I, I, you know, much like the Xbox, though, I, I suspect I'm going to end up buying the more expensive one because I'd rather have the the unit that can take a CD-ROM still. CD-ROM. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know a disc, a disc. I know, me too. <laughs> and but uh, I'm going to wait for it to, to go on sale. Halo has to be out. Yeah. The, that new Star Wars flying game's got to be out. We'll talk about that. We'll Don't get worry. To it. We'll get to it. We'll get to but, it. But like when those drop, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to find five hundo <laughs> laying around in my couch cushions or something. Yeah, so I was going to say start start uh, rolling quarters now, buddy. Uh. Change shortage. I'll wait till it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in the driver's seat. All right. Well, let me ask you about this before we get, before we get into the next big topic. Let me ask you one, one more little tiny thing. Because all right, you're watching the Expanse on Amazon, right? Of course I am. And you're aware that it's based on books. I am. Have you read any of the books? Does an audiobook count? Sure. I'm halfway through one book. That's excellent news. It was just announced uh, today, or maybe yesterday. Yeah. The yes, final book. Book nine, right? Book nine, yeah. Leviathan Falls, will be coming out sometime in 2021. Sometime. Yeah. <laughs> so the end of the Expanse series, uh, in book form at least, is, uh, is within reach. Okay, let me ask you a follow-up question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you think they'll get nine seasons <laughs> of this show? I, you know, I, uh, they're moving a lot faster than the books do. So I think six to seven is reasonable. Uh I'll take that. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, in, in book parlance, I would say the TV show is like an abridged version of the books. Like they're extremely faithful for what they do, but there's a lot they kind of have extracted as fluff. That's what, uh. Rob, my brother, who I host a podcast with, is really into the books. Mm-hmm. And he's explained it like that they took characters and like squished them together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, Drummer Drummer's one name. of the big Drummer. characters. Yeah. I was gonna call her runner and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> but it's something like that. Yeah, drummer's like close. drummer's like three or four different characters kind of smushed yeah, together. That's what he was telling me. <laughs> and like I like uh, Audible, you know, they were offering a free book and it was the they had just reset the EU, I think, for Star Wars. So I was like, I don't want to get that in that wormhole. So I'm not going to get a Star Wars book. And I was like, you know, I love The Expanse. I'll get this book. And then I just it, – it's hard to carve out the time to, to listen to the audiobook with all my podcasts. Yeah, well, okay, fair enough. But, you know, you just, you just make it happen when you're, when you're walking the dogs or uh, yeah. going to the bathroom. Well, that, that's usually <laughs> – I'll listen to like 20 or 30 minutes. It's – yeah, I'll get there. Well, it's, you I know, own it forever. The fact that I have seventy-five podcasts probably doesn't help. <laughs> so, I, sorry about that. Mm. <laughs> All right, before we dive into the next the next big news story, I do have to ask because uh, what we do on the Tomcast podcast and going forward on on Mandovision is uh, we we like to enjoy a tasty beverage with our show. What are you drinking, Monfrère? You're on the East Coast. You're in Maryland. You you probably have a different beer than I do. I do. I'm I'm drinking a beer from Frederick, Maryland, Flying Dog Brewery. Hey now, that's Thunder Peel Hazy IPA, which is one of my favorite things to drink. Thunder Peel. I don't think I know that one. Oh man, if I could mail you beer, uh, like I looked into it, trying to send you beer. Yeah, it's not. It's so fucking difficult. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, it's illegal to send me for me to send you beer because Maryland is like prehistoric as yeah, far as that goes. Yeah. But like I was like, I'm trying to do it legally. We're both old as fuck. <laughs> like, just let me send him a six pack of random beer. 
Well, listen, if, if the world goes back to normal at some point, I've, I've, I'm already in discussions with, with both the wife and, and my father about coming back east at some point next year. Assuming... <laughs> yeah, hold yeah, across them, man. Yeah, assuming right. I don't need a, a fishbowl on my head to sit on the airplane. Well, that's what... We were talking, of, like, uh, the wife and I were talking about trying to take... We didn't get to vacation at all this summer. Did take any time. Like, we were both had to work. We're both front lines. Right. Or she's front line. I'm essential. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, you know what? I found this casino. <laughs> I was like, it's a five star resort hotel for fifty bucks a night. They just are begging people to come. Let's go try and do it. And then Maryland keeps getting put on restricted lists, so we can't travel without quarantining places. Yeah. Which makes it hard to vacation. <laughs> sure. Uh, San Diego's on the verge of getting rolled back again, too, which is very insanely frustrating. So I, I understand. And, and, you know, the bad news uh, came around today that one of my favorite uh, bars slash restaurants is, is going to have to close down because of COVID. And it's just been a whole. Uh, yeah, it just sucks. That sucks. It that all sucks. sucks. And it's just like, come on, people, do the right thing. You're, you're, we're, we don't get to go to our favorite places now because uh, you guys don't want to wear masks and you guys don't want to stay six feet apart and whatever. That's why I'm worried about my little local places are going to close. Like I'm not worried about pizza hut. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would be worried about FUD records, but they're already dead. Oh boy. Well, let's, the FUD records podcast is forthcoming. Don't worry. We'll get into that later. <laughs> What's your favorite topping? All right. Well, let's get to the big thing that happened earlier this week. My friend, the, the, the trailer for season two of the Mandalorian. Oh, holy geez. Was that good? <laughs> and it's coming up soon. I don't have to wait that long for it. No, it's going to be They throw a lot at you really fast. They sure do. They sure do. <laughs> and it's not even like a long trailer. It's it's it's, it's like maybe a minute. Two. Right? Two oh, tops? I was going to say like two minutes, maybe. Yeah, and but you get like so many like fun little glimpses of things. And uh, it, it's such a wonderful... Uh, showcase of just how much that Star Wars, that this corner of the Star Wars galaxy is uh is is expanding, you know, you, you know you, you we're, we're, it seems to be we're staying a little bit with uh, with George Lucas's formula of like one planet, one ecosystem because we have a water planet, we get to see them on a boat, we get to go mm-hmm. to like a gladiator planet with Gamorrean guards fighting against uh against uh Zabrex, you know the Darth Maul people, yeah, awesome, awesome. I, I, I love the Darth Maul people. You're, you haven't seen them outside of what uh, was that Clone Wars? Yeah, not, Darth Maul not, and his brother. Yeah, not often out of Dar- outside of that. Yeah. And then, uh, what what, what are even, the witches called? Or the sisters? The or? Dathomir Night Sisters. Yeah, the Night Sisters. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. a while since I've watched the Clone. I should go back and watch all the Clone Wars again. They, they, it definitely feels like they're gonna start tying a lot of that stuff together. Uh, you know, we we, yeah. we see we see uh, our our mighty Mandalorian and Baby Yoda on on a snowy planet, which is possibly Ilum Ilum, from you know which, which we saw in Fallen Order, the video game. You know, legendary home of the Jedi at one point. Which one's Fallen Order? Is that the, the video the game? Last you one you, that you came fucking out? never played it, did you? No, that's why I was like, is that the one with the? The Joker from Gotham? Yes, that's the one with Joker from Gotham. Yeah. I forgot you never fucking played that game. I, I will. You know, it'll come to Game Pass eventually, and I'll be all over that shit. No, it's just a rumor. No one knows for sure if it's actually Ilum, or Ilum, however you, however it's actually yeah. pronounced. Uh, but it does sort of kind Makes of ish look like what we saw in the video game. I mean, why doesn't he just go to, like, Yavin 4? Not important. Yavin 4, come on. Doesn't Luke build it? Ah, oh, that's old. That's old. That's old canon. That, that's old that shit. Count. You see, you knew exactly where I was going. I had to stop myself. That doesn't exist anymore. He doesn't build a Jedi temple there. Yeah, for for anyone listening, like Re- like Reagan is in the same old continuity that I am, and you kind of jump ship after they rebooted the continuity. You're like, I'm out. Fuck it. It was getting so bogged down, man. Oh sure, but I, you know, like, you didn't even want the clean slate. There, you're like, nah, I'm good. If for the right, I have a Zon book. <laughs> in there that I got three years ago for Christmas that I will open one day. But I'm so I, – I tell you, it's like the heroin addict finding his old stash bag. 
And he's just slowly <laughs> unzipping it. Like that's what I feel when I try and open that book. Cause man, that was an addiction for a while. We'd be like, Oh man, that new Star Wars, that new Stackpole came out today. We gotta go rock it. Oh man. The Stackpole books. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I know. That's a deep cut right there. He hasn't cut. read Star Wars in a long time. Ooh. Those his old X Wing series and he's doing those uh what was it? It was part of that uh, that one series, right? He we, didn't. He wrote the Vong like one book in the Vong series. The Vong, that yeah. was the last one he did when he took Corn Horn and he went home with him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "No one's going to use this character anymore." Yeah, I'm you're out. Right. You're right. Yeah, because he did that the X Wing books and then the the I Jedi and then he went to the Vong and finished kind of yeah. finished the arc. Oh, I Jedi was a good book too, man. Yeah. But again, old canon that no one cares about except us. No, I was listening to another podcast that you refused to listen to. That I refused to listen to? Okay. It's we fought about one of the guys on there. Your wife would be into it. <laughs> and they were talking about Star Wars? Aren't they supposed to talk about their own fucking show? <laughs> they talk, or one of them talks about, because he's in a Star Wars show, but he also talks about Star Wars nonstop. But he was talking about his hatred of the Yuuzhan Vong today. <laughs> and I was like, get fucked, man. Namanor was the shit. Yeah, that was your boy. Oh, man, it was so cool. <laughs> I mean, did it get played out? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we needed a 19-book series with the Uzan Vong. No. But uh, uh, I, th- I enjoyed most of it, I think. The, the, it really dragged at the middle, and then it, like... I wish they had more of a plan other than just let's kill Chewbacca and see where it goes from there. Sure. But I liked it when they were just murdering like main characters all over the place. (laughs) We are a little off topic from the Mandalorian trailer, just for the record. Are we? (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We're in Star Wars still. I mean, we were talking about Gamorrean guards and Zabrix (laughs) that the Mandalorian's beaten up. We're talking about Ilum. Uh, 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 Who is, uh, remind me the, the, the wrestler's name who is in the series this season. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Boss. I kept wanting to call her, uh, um, I don't know, other Banks from fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Uncle Phil? <laughs> no, what's the, what's the one daughter's name? Uh, oh, that's going to murder me. It's uh, Hillary. Hillary. Hillary Banks. Thank you. I, wanted to kept, I kept wanting to call her Hillary Banks. And then Ashley, I think, was the younger daughter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Fresh <laughs> knowledge right there. Yeah, uh, so just like a, so like a glimpse of her as, as like a mysterious character. We don't know who or what she is. She's wearing a black cloak. Oh. Disappears. You haven't been reading the internet, huh? I try not to read the internet. I, I know there's a lot of theories oh. that she's like Sabine Wren. That's right. I, I, I was all there. As soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, she'd be about the right age. I, I would it's be curious. She is th- Mandalorian. Katie Stackoff's in this season. Yeah. Hey, it's entirely possible. Entirely possible. I, I'll be curious. I, I'm. I don't. I don't. With the, with this show, I don't want to read too much because I really enjoy just uh, watching it and processing it all as it happens. So I, I hadn't even kind of forgotten that she was on the casting sheet, you know. And and it, until you said, it, I was like, oh yeah, that's I right. Katie no Sackoff is in this season of the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, I read some stuff like about like Captain Rex might be in this season. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've, I've I've come across that a little bit too, but we, but we also oh. we we didn't get a glimpse of Timothy Oliphant as his is in his nope. Mandalorian character, uh, who is a, apparently rocking around in Boba Fett's armor. If if rumors know, are to be I true, I can't see that in a trailer. I'll lose my mind. Yeah, they no, gotta I, hide that for me as long as they can. I, I I think you're right about that because I don't think I'd be able to go to work anymore. Like I would just be like yeah. just like I have to watch this every second of every day of my life. Yeah, I'd, be like, I'd call my boss and be like, look, I'm going to need a minute. I'm just going to watch the Mandalorian trailer on repeat for like a day. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, as if you and I are not already big enough Timothy Oliphant fans, uh, but to see him decked out in Mandalorian gear would probably just like send our, our hearts all aflutter. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Love him. Yeah. Love it, him. It, it, it's hard to say too much about this trailer because it is, I mean, it's mostly visuals. There's a snippet of actual dialogue. The voiceover is from the final episode of season one, where they're talking about the the Mandalore versus the Jedi sorcerer wizard people. You know, in yeah. in, in our in our mighty Mandalorian, uh, you know, saying like, you want me to take him to a bunch of wizard enemy sorcerers? I don't think so. 
Yep. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's It'll fine. be fine. But that is the way. That yeah. is the way. That's all that matters. Uh, but that, like, when 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 that part is going, like, you know, you got to find the the Jedi, mm-hmm. and then you see Sasha Banks. At first, I thought it was Rosario Dawson. I that was my first uh, thought as and well. I when like, I first and thought. then I looked, I was like, I don't even like it because it, it's so quick. And then I just happened to be on the internet and saw Sasha Banks tweeted about it, <laughs> and I was like. Why is Sasha Banks tweeting about the Mandalorian? I guess she's a big fan. And I was like, oh, that was Sasha Banks in the trailer. That's awesome. Well, you know, I had the same thought because like, she kind of had a Rosario Dawson-esque mm-hmm. look with the hood on. I mean, you can't see a lot of the features. It's a very quick yeah. glimpse. But she definitely didn't look like Ahsoka, which is the rumor for Rosario's as she's playing Ahsoka. Yeah. So I was like, well, that can't be right unless they're doing something crazy. Yeah, I mean, and we, and, you know, maybe they could be like I said, the, the biggest the best thing about the Mandalorian was like how secretive it was in that first season like we didn't know what was coming it was awesome no. none of us had any fucking clue that Baby Yoda was showing up in the first episode no not until like you see it's a, a little uh, baby carriage and you're like oh they said it was 50 <laughs> yeah but did you still expect to see Yoda inside of it <laughs> No, no, and then I would the, love to be like, yeah, I called that. No, no, you you didn't. No one called that. The hood drops back, and you see the ears, and you, and you do the same thing that the rest of the world did, which is like, oh my fucking god, it's a little baby Yoda. That's yeah, great. <laughs> and all of our hearts were instantly captured. <laughs> I, I now have the cereal. I'm with you. I also have 47 baby Yoda Funko Pop dolls that all look the same. I I don't even know what's going on in here. Yeah. They're all Are over they at my, least pose different. <laughs> I can slightly, see them. Are slightly, they different poses? Or very slightly. Why are there so many? <laughs> very slightly different poses. They're often holding okay. different at- items. <laughs> like in the, like one holds a bowl of bone broth, and one has yeah, the, like the little right. knob, and one the has... little ball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I I have a problem, Reagan. I'm sorry. This is also why now I now have a Mandalorian star slash Star Wars podcast. Well, sorry, I, I, was, I was out at Target with my wife this week, and go ahead and judge me. And we were doing some grocery shopping. <laughs> well, your brother I will judge you. I don't need to. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, guys got to get some groceries once in a while. <laughs> but I stopped at the Funkos to see if they had any Baby Yodas you might not have had. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just send them a picture, and I'll be like, I'll hold them hostage when you finally come back east. <laughs> I'm trying or to I'll see, set them on fire. I'm trying to see if one's in, in arm's distance from me, but there's <laughs> there's not at the moment. I think I, I think I set them all up behind me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to kind of talk too much about the trailer because it's just uh, like quick hits of bop, 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 bop. Just awesome imagery. The killer voiceover. This is the way at the end. And I mean, and we're excited. And, you, you know, you do what you did and what I did. And when you, and you kind of... Re- go back through that casting information where you're like, oh yeah, Katie Sackhoff and, and you know, you have Rosario Dawson and this is going to be amazing. And and you just kind of realize like what, what the, the tiniest taste is all we got. <laughs> and I'm so okay tiny. with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited for the season thing. It, it's, it's six weeks. Yeah. Not far, not far at all. It's going to be great. Yeah. So so I got, what, four more boys weeks? And then I'm going to have two dead spot weeks where it's very sad. Archer's and back. Then... You'll be fine. Uh-huh. That's only 30 minutes once a week, <laughs> man. We'll find something for you. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm going to be watching a lot of horror movies. I'm sorry. All right. Don't worry about it. All right. Hang on a second. We'll be right back with right. Reagan. If you're listening to MendoVision. Otherwise... I'll see you in a second. <laughs> uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, I had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Hey, there it is. That is the conversation with Reagan about all the many things. Star Wars and the boys and King the Conqueror coming to the MCU. The amazing news about Tatiana Maslany coming in as Jen Walters slash She-Hulk. Uh, this has been a, a, a podcast full of all kinds 
of delicious tidbits. The, the, the chicken nuggets, the chicken tenders of your soul, perhaps, are what were on this podcast today. And for that, I am eternally grateful, great, grateful for, uh, for Reagan to, to join me, to sit in with me and, and have this, this fun discussion. Uh, not to not to undersell it by any means, but Kang the Conqueror coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Ant Man Three is a big deal. Uh, like 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 I sort of alluded to in the, in the conversation. If you want to do a deep dive on Kang the Conqueror, uh, get a get a get a notepad ready because there's a lot there. Like Kang has been around kicking around against the Fantastic Four and the Avengers since the '60s, and he's always in different iterations. And he's usually manipulating events from behind the scenes, and you don't know it's him until the last minute. Uh, but a big deal character, and uh, a, a, a worthy nemesis for the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward for phases four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, whatever they decide to do. I think Kang will be a big deal, and again, uh, Kang become because he's part of that package that was with the Fantastic Four in 20th Century slash Fox. Uh, previously, he he is the gateway also into the Fantastic Four coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is getting Mister Fantastic and the Invisible Woman and the Human Torch and the Thing and Doctor Doom and Mole Man and Silver Surfer and Galactus. That's huge on its own, but he also has connections to the X Men. So perhaps you use Kang as a way to introduce a mutation into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you have Professor Xavier, Magneto, and Wolverine. It's it's Kang could be a really big linchpin character for for the next several iterations of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, deciding on or de, excuse me, depending on what they decided to do next. Big big deal, and I'm really excited uh, that they have chosen uh, to to use that character and to uh, I don't, you know it, it's it's kind of hard to speculate on what they're going to do, but it, it's kind of fun to speculate. But I'm, I'm excited to see that Jonathan Majors uh, from Lovecraft Country has the part. Uh, I think he's doing a really nice job on the, on the Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country series. And uh, uh, he's been a standout. He's also jacked, by the way. So like, don't worry about that. Like He's not going to go on like, some kind of special diet and, and get a personal trainer because that dude is yoked to begin with. So they can put him in, in whatever skin-tight costume they want to. Uh, and he's going to pull it off just fine. So, uh, looking forward to Kane the Conqueror. Obviously, you noticed I made a little comment after we did our little Mandalorian conversation uh, that there's more to that Star Wars talk. And, you know, I, I don't want to pull a bait and switch on anybody. That's not cool. That's not really what we're about here on the TomCast podcast. But we do have a sister show, and it is Mando Vision. Mando underscore Vision on social media. And if you're not listening to it, I think it's a show you should check out. It's worth your your while, your efforts, your consideration. And it is a laser-focused show on Star Wars. There's always going to be Star Wars talk on the TomCast podcast. Don't worry about that. But some of the more in-depth conversations about Star Wars and and the goings-ons in the Star Wars universe behind the scenes and you know on the screen are going to be on MandoVision from, from now going forward. So if you want to hear more of Reagan and I discussing more of the Mandalorian trailer because we, we got a little sidetracked when we start we, we talked about a couple different topics, but we kinda kept going back to the Mandalorian trailer and, and getting into more little little bits and pieces of, of, of things. If you want more of that, it's gonna be on Mandavision episode five and I, I, I do I strongly encourage you to download it and to check it out. Uh, again, I apologize. I don't I don't want to seem like I'm pulling a bait and switch on anybody. Um, but I had a limited amount of time with Re- with Reagan today, so I had to kind of make this work for both podcasts. And 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 if you're mad at me, I apologize. But hit me up on the social medias and t- and yell at me. Uh, at Mandovision is at underscore. I'm excuse, excuse me. It's at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. But you know this handle for this podcast. It's at Tomcast Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email the show Tomcast Podcast at gmail dot com. You can join. Pophead Nation and become a member of Pophead. You can become an official member of Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast. And you'll get access to all kinds of super cool, super sweet bonus content. I hope you guys are enjoying the bonus content because it's been a lot of fun to do it. 
and there's more new bonus content coming very, very soon, I promise. And with that being said, let me thank my current members of Papa Nation. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman at Bay Park, Jeff Nail, co-host of The Ringing Ear, a very fine music podcast that everyone should check out. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles. Thank you to Brian Broussard, the Squidmaster General himself, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Thank you for being patrons. You keep the lights on on this podcast. You keep the the gears running, the the chains oiled, all that good stuff. It means the world to me. I appreciate it so so much. And uh, uh, hey, if you're not part of Pop Nation, that's cool too. Uh, you can help us out still by doing by liking the show, subscribing to the show, sharing the show, and writing those five star reviews on Apple Podcast. Remember, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And, and we can be other places, too. Let us know where you need us to be, and we will be there. With that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode. This has been episode 114 of the TomCast Popcast. We are just crushing 2020. 2020 might be crushing a lot of people, but we're crushing 2020 as far as the amount of content we're producing on a weekly basis. I hope you guys are all enjoying it. I'm enjoying making it, and I'll talk to you next week or possibly sooner. We'll see how it goes. Thank you so much for listening, and as we say on the TomCast podcast, ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!